1: Get started today at plushcare.com slash loss That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash loss
2: Hello, I'm Jules.
1: Hello, I'm Sarah. And welcome to Jules and Sarah the
2: podcast.
1: Well, welcome to a very <laughs> special edition of Jules and Sarah the podcast, where Jules is in fact... In New York,
2: <laughs> I am, and you know. Um, so, listen, Portslu crew. A disclaimer: I was supposed to fly back on Monday, and my trip got extended, which is great because I love eating American food. But, Sarah <laughs> and I, determined to the Portslu crew that we are, yes, had to obviously come. We had to work around this schedule change in my diary, and so we are doing a Skype.
1: Yes. And it's, I mean, you can only imagine, it's blowing my tiny mind how modern it all is.
2: This is very modern. Also, it's not it's not nice to not be able to see you. No. But also, this is what our phone conversations actually sound like.
1: Yes, yes, this is what it would be like. And the reason that we can't see each other, dear listener, um, is that for sound quality purposes, we've turned off the video. We cannot see each other. What we did realise when we both <laughs> flashed on the screen, neither of us were. Expecting, we were like, ah, ah, like <laughs> <laughs> and we're both. I mean, this is what a lovely moment. We're both wearing stripes, we realised. Sort of like we're in it prison. Very, it was
2: very convict chic, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> Sarah, actually, I said Sarah. She looks magnificent on a webcam. You should think about it as a career change if you ever need one, darling.
1: Really? Do you think so? What webcam only?
2: Yeah, but like a bit. You could do filth, I reckon.
1: Oh my god, no! (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd have to chop my head off. (laughs) The tattoos would give me away. (laughs) (laughs) So look, coming up on the podcast today, all your usual family favourites, news of June. I (laughs) could. Now, this weekend, and we will come on to this, this weekend is June's charity events. They are happening. The marquee is going up as we speak, Potsaloo crew. It's happening. Is June
2: putting the marquee up herself?
1: Absolutely not. She's got a whole team, a whole team of men putting the marquee up. And you will love this. Ruby ate their sandwiches.
2: Oh, what were they? What was in the
1: sandwich? (laughs) Well, we couldn't say. It was too late. But rather than putting them um, in the gardener's shed, unfortunately, the bloke left them on the bench. He was asking for trouble. And before he could even turn round, Ruby had whipped them away and got them down. Much like you or I would, to be honest, darling. And she'd run off with them, eaten them. And mum was like, she's not even allowed sandwiches.
2: <laughs> she knew she yeah,
1: Ru- Ruby saw her moment she's been waiting for it a whole life <laughs> she's
2: not allowed sandwiches god lots.
1: what a life um, what a life
2: I don't even know where to begin to tell you what has been going on in my life in the past like couple of weeks um, I need to tell you about the journey over because it was one of the most Horrific experiences <gasps> I've ever been through during a trip. No. Um, yes, yes, confirmed. So I had to go to a festival the day before. Um, to. And I finished the evening. I, yeah, I had to. I finished the evening um, drinking rosé, dancing to TLC, which was great. Yes. And then I had to get home, get up, and get myself to the airport. Fine. <laughs> um, I, was, I was on a 6 a.m. flight, and I felt... Look, this is all between friends. I felt rough. Yeah. Anyway, I get on the flight, and you know, I've mentioned to you about the vegan meals on the flight. Yes. So, very exciting. Mm. The vegan meal came. I highly recommend it. It was like, it's a game changer for me. Can I ask,
1: do you get your vegan meal before everybody else gets their normal food?
2: Yeah, but I'm used to that because I've never eaten the normal food because I've been a vegetarian.
1: Sure. Right. Yes. I mean, worth it it, for that alone, actually.
2: yeah. what i do is i wait for the food to arrive like for everyone else and then we can eat together i don't want to eat I, you know i don't like feeling segregated separated of higher <laughs> society that kind of thing i'm one of the people i
1: anyway i physically would not be able to hold back can i just say i would not be able to sit there in an airplane seat with a meal in front of me and not tuck in it'd be like every man for himself i'm afraid <laughs>
2: I like to think I look like a dog at crust that's been so well trained <laughs> to sit when the food's there. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm sat there. It's all great. The meals are being served, and I delicately open my meal. Anyway, I start um, eating. It's yes. all lovely. I'm getting ash browns. The beans were not in a separate pot, which I found offensive. But you know, 300,000 <laughs> feet high in the ma- in the sky, there's no time to complain about bean spills. <laughs> yeah. so then um, I look. I look over, and the girl next to me is peeling a banana, and I was like, um... "Oh my god!" I look down the row the bananas are being peeled, I look everywhere and it was like, it was this horrible realisation that everybody had been given a banana with their food.
1: Oh. <laughs> Trapped, it's like a living nightmare.
2: Honestly, it was a living nightmare, I'd have rather swam with dolphins, so the bananas have been peeled and everybody is there eating these bananas and I was like, oh my god, I had to hide under my blanket.
1: Oh, <laughs> you had to hide under your blanket? <laughs>
2: It was too much. I couldn't cope with it.
1: Oh my god. Literally wherever you looked there was somebody tucking into a banana. But the smell, everything. So luckily I had my insight
2: roller roller aromatherapy oils. So I put them on and I was (laughs) (laughs) sat meditating with my eyes closed. (laughs)
1: it's not like I have never been given a banana on a flight can I just say that first of all because where are people putting the banana peel I don't think I've ever really no been... it's not coming round.
2: Ra- it's not coming around like a magnum round you know when they do the magnum round which also she missed me out on which I found irritating on this flight that but is a
1: shame it's... that you'd said you were vegan so you couldn't have the magnum <laughs> no, no chalk ice for you vegan
2: <laughs> it really did come and in- Boat me on the ass (laughs) anyway no they were putting their skins on their trays
1: Oh my God, that's revolting in itself, and I'm somebody who enjoys a banana, as you know.
2: One too many for my life. <laughs> so, yes, that, that was that was that situation that happened, which was very stressful. The aromatherapy um, oils. <laughs> <laughs> the aromatherapy oils and the blanket over the head, and I was like, I'll just have to cause myself a mini a mini spa. I'll have to create a space, a safe space
1: <laughs>
2: for myself. So. Actually, I must. I I've been an incredible friend to you while we while I've been here. Oh. So you remember that grapefruit K-beauty lip mask that you tried by my bed that time?
1: <gasps> yes, yes, I do. Gorgeous.
2: Now, it turns out, Sarah, that almost across America they have been sold out. Of course. Now, yours truly has managed to pull some strings <gasps> and find a Sephora with them in, and I almost had to battle a woman off the find. <laughs> Lip
1: balm, and I've got you off oh, oh, darling, the thought of you, the thought of you, strongly elbowing somebody out of the way. I mean, honestly, you—that is that is the sign of true friendship. To barge somebody out of the way. I hope the CCTV didn't catch me because
2: I then <laughs> had to get your Instagram up, and now I was like, look, they're very dry. They're drier than yours. <laughs> she
1: needs. It look at the state of her she's like the sahara in britain we don't have sephora let her have it
2: (laughs) so with me i have a lip mask that i will be bringing back for you
1: love i'm so grateful because actually and i'm glad you brought this up because last time i saw you if you remember dear listener jules gave me the little um the the lip balms the eos ones Yes, yes. yes, Now, I have been religiously applying them and John said that he's never seen my lips so good. He said he's never seen my lips looking so good. And I did wonder actually if somebody might have thought I'd had a lip job. Nobody's mentioned it thus far. But the suspicion could be could be there. They're so good.
2: Well, I'll be the judge of that when I come back and I see you in the flesh. Well,
1: you'll see my lips first, let me tell you, coming round the corner.
2: God, wow, oh, God, there's so many euphemisms to say. <laughs>
1: oh god love
2: oh my gosh for the first time ever i've had um my clothes laundered at the hotel
1: <gasps> what an absolute joy
2: overpriced joy seventy dollars <laughs> for underpants and i've lost some t-shirts so i'm now on the, i've got to go up to reception but like i only delivered half my laundry
1: what seventy dollars for a pair of pants
2: not a pair, but, like, all of it. But I only really had my pants, my underpants and some T-shirts done.
1: And they've lost your T-shirts.
2: Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't had them back, so I've got to go up and check. But also, like, I'm having to, can you bear it, recycle looks.
1: Oh, oh no. What about the mix-and-match capsule wardrobe?
2: That was only for a week. I wasn't oh. expecting to stay for two weeks.
1: Can't you just go round again? Are you seeing different people? But-
2: no, I'm going to tonight. I'm going to a Pride event hosted by Barneys New York with people from um, Queer Eye there. All of this. Whoa. I have nothing, nothing to wear.
1: Shopping. Surely somebody, if you're listening, Portslough crew, if you're in New York, please. Air drop you... something in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Leave something on reception for him.
2: It's so, it's so stressful I don't know what I'm going to do I'm Well I actually, I bought a highlighter Because I thought I could distract the fact That I'm in like last week's clothes And I look like I've crawled out of the gutter If I'm just perfectly highlighted yes. So I'm really going to go for it tonight I was thinking about doing lashes as well I was like let's just go the whole hog And people will be so distracted by my face They won't notice my dirty stinky clothes That's
1: it, your face will shine like a beacon You'll be like a lighthouse
2: Well that's the dream actually, that's the goals That's what I've been uh, aiming yeah.
1: for and you have got the stripey t shirt, it's perfect, darling.
2: Well, actually, I'm going to change out of this because this is only look one for the day. You know me, I like to average three.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> two and a half, three at best. What's oh. been going
2: on? What have I missed?
1: Gosh. Well, mainly the preparations for June's events. Now, Portsley crew, if you've missed this, every year June does her charity events. The marquee on the lawn last week was last year was the walk-in fridge uh, when Jules came up and we ate sandwiches. So this year, um, as I say, the marquee's going up as we speak. Um, she did. Have- So she does three events. She does the bridge afternoon. She does the concert on the Saturday evening. And then she does the Royal Ascot Day. And they had a bit of a moment because um, one of the bridge table's legs fell off and June just June had images, cards slipping all over the floor nobody knowing what was going on or where they were at But it's all, so she said we've got to find something to prop that up
2: Sorry, this was mid-performance a table leg no. came off and everything slid off
1: the table. No, that's what she that, thats June's biggest fear about the bridge afternoon that's what she was worried was going to happen because one of the Just legs is very bait. wobbly yes.
2: by communicating that
1: no getting it sorted and fixed is the is the answer um but I was like mum what are you um what are you auctioning off because of course you'll remember last year Jules helped model a quilt that she was that she was auctioning off so this year now for Christmas mum and dad got sent a fortnum and mason hamper right gorgeous however we weren't allowed to eat everything in the hamper we were only allowed to eat the fresh things that would go off. June has checked the date on everything, right? And then, <laughs> so we ate the stuff we could eat, the ham, you know, that sort of thing. Weren't allowed to touch the chutneys, anything. She's very, very cross because she misread the date on some Fortnum biscuits and opened them by mistake when they would have kept, which means the M&S biscuits that she had bought to replace them have now got to go in a raft at a later date. But because it was only half full, she's had to spend £50 topping up all the fresh produce. So she's not very, very happy about that.
2: She's still persevering <laughs> with it in Orton off. That's yes. the best bit. Like, she could have just thrown the towel and thought, sod it, whatever. <laughs> yes. No, no. that thing is going
1: absolutely that is on its way out but (laughs) last year now I can't remember if I told you this but there was a bottle of very expensive whiskey right now if you remember there was a hairdresser friend the same friend that mistook June for the dumpy little woman playing the violin I remember the very same hairdresser bid for it and won it except he was very drunk and he didn't really know quite what he was bidding on so <laughs> when he woke up the next morning,
2: morning uh, that, <laughs> when,
1: <laughs> when he woke up the next morning with his husband and they were like I don't drink whiskey and you don't drink whiskey and um, so they've re-donated it again this year so it will have aged by another year so that's coming back in as well to be auctioned off <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Darling, listen. It's a relic whiskey. I know, that's it. It'll just keep coming back every year. Somebody will take it home for another year. Do you
2: know? You're going to be really impressed with this, Sarah. I've managed to eat almost a full Snickers while you've been talking. <laughs> I slipped into the hotel minibar and I so stealthily (laughs) slid a Snickers out. And I was like, I wonder if she's going to notice. You haven't noticed? I'm so proud of myself. I
1: haven't noticed at all. And I think that story would only be enhanced by consuming a Snickers. So maybe Portslough crew, if you are listening, go back. Go and buy yourself a Snickers.
2: What's hilarious there is I just noticed on the side of the wrapper. It's one of those two, you know, the two bars. You know what I mean? Yes. And it says "twist and save for later" on the wrapper. I was like, "Who saves a mini Snickers for later?"
1: I would twist it. I would put it down and immediately pick it back up.
2: Oh, I wouldn't even like. It was a miracle I noticed that. Usually, that unwrapped quicker than I get
1: undressed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, darling, look. Should we do a bit of correspondence? Blah. So this has come in from your friend and mine, Leopard Print Elephant. Hello, darling. Oh, hi. There's someone opposite me, pissing themselves, wearing headphones, and how much do I want to bet they're listening to Jules and Sarah because I am also stifling all giggles.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I ate the last bit of (laughs) Snickers.
1: Well, while you are just polishing that off, darling, I've got one here (laughs) from Hannah Coates. Loved the Wobble episode with Lucy Sheridan. It resonated with me so much. Thank you, Jules and Sarah, for literally giving me a therapy session each week. Hannah, it's a pleasure.
2: That's so lovely. I've got a DM here from Hannah Sophia. Hi, Jules. Another duchy here. After all your stories about June and Sheila on the podcast, I wanted to tell you about my mum. Her name is Ursuline. Ask Dutch for pronunciation. Now, I haven't seen Dutch, so I haven't been able to ask him, but I'll ask him when I get back to England. Sure. And she's currently travelling through northern England with her boyfriend. They met when she was 15, and after 40 years, she wouldn't mind me letting you in on her age, they're now together at last. (gasps) In about a week, they arrive in Holland, but not without an Isle of Paradise moves for her favourite daughter.
1: Cute. Oh, my God. That's so cute. How divine. And um, I've got a final one here from Lucy enjoying a glass of Vino Bianco on the terrace in Rome whilst listening to this week's podcast. Bliss. Bit of a brag there, actually, from Lucy.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, I've got one. Um, now, where is it? This one, we, Sarah and I really laughed at. This is from Sarah in the Clouds. Sarah has sent us a picture of a peacock sat on a fence (laughs) Um, she said just saw this peacock and attempted Jules' peacock impression my friends were rather confused love your podcast all the way from Boston USA Sarah and I actually had the biggest lol with this one because I sent it through to Sarah and I said I don't really know what we've created we've created this hub where people send <laughs> us pictures of peacocks sitting on fences and it all seems really rather normal
1: <laughs> not only that they also do impressions of peacocks to no <laughs> one in particular
2: <laughs> I don't know whether you and I are a hindrance to society.
1: <laughs> Nonsense. Only enhancing everybody's lives. It's quite clear to me. Yeah, no, everybody true, needs... Who wouldn't benefit from a peacock sitting on a wall? I mean, come on. We absolutely love you getting in touch. Gosh, we love it. I'm at this Sarah Powell.
2: And I'm at Jules Von Hat. And
1: the address, should you wish to write to us, uh, will be given out at the end of the podcast. Now then, how is Sheila.
2: Now, um, this is actually quite a heartwarming story for you all. Oh. So I do hope that you've got tissues and a heart, you know, and get ready to touch your heart in a moment. So <laughs> my America trip was booked very last minute. So I had to fly and come over and my trip was extended. So I actually had a plan with Sheila over the weekend and I had to I had to cancel it. Oh, that Snickers is coming back <laughs> on <seconds>. my <laughs> So um, I said to Sheila, you know, I'm really sorry. We're going to have to cancel and reschedule. And she said, no problem. I can cancel the hotel. She texted me and she was like, I'm on the train to London. I couldn't cancel it. So I'm then plagued with guilt, feeling cold, feeling really sad that she's on her way to London. I was like, little mum with a big bag and not knowing anywhere to go. I mean, she always gravitates towards Harvey Nichols, so yeah. she, she'll be fine. <laughs> and if she's, she's fine, like a
1: homing pigeon, anyway. she's like a Harvey oh. pigeon. Oh.
2: Harvey Nichols is like the beacon for her. Sloan Square, she's just drawn to these areas where she (laughs) can spend Ken's coin. So um, Dutch and I were chatting and I said, oh, I'm feeling really worried about um, Sheila not being able to be, um, it's going to be on her own. Dutch went and met her for a cocktail, messaged her oh my and God. said, I'd love to take you for a cocktail. <gasps> Dutch said, oh, I'll meet you in Marlebone and we'll go to Chilton Firehouse. Now, if you're not familiar, Chilton Firehouse is extremely chic.
1: Yes, very high end.
2: Extremely. Painfully. Food is very small and the drinks are overpriced. That sort of thing. Yes. So... <laughs> um, so Dutch met Sheila and my brother was there and he Dutch said he was a bit hungover but you know managed to mask it. Sheila's there, glasses on, bag dangling over the elbow and um, Dutch was like I'll just go and get us a table and they said we're fully booked <gasps> and Dutch said no I think I think you need to understand the situation I'm in <laughs> who I'm with <laughs> and so Dutch said he leant in at the desk and he was like I am with my mother-in-law see behind me that lady with the sunglasses he was like you have to 100% get me a table otherwise I will never live this down for as long as I live and they were like Whoa. then he spoke to them in German he spoke in the code they spoke back and a table was secured oh my Sheila god straight in thanks Mark darling sits down <laughs> so, <laughs> Sheila has one drink now we all know Sheila's liver is in perfect tact she's barely drank through her life she cannot really handle a drink so. no she
1: has
2: Thing, a mojito, and then she goes to order another one. She gasps and says, Mark, Mark, look at this menu. They're serving saliva. I'm not going to have a glass of saliva. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Didn't have the glasses on, did she? Mark was like, The cocktail's called salva, Sheila. It's a type of drink.
1: <laughs> They're serving saliva. God, that's London for you. <laughs>
2: i been looking after Sheila while I've been away. I mean,
1: that is to die for. I mean, that's marriage right there. I mean, you've got to marry him. It's quite clear.
2: I think we're all clear that I will marry Doug. Yes. Yeah. But...
1: I think if you don't, Sheila will.
2: Definitely. Uh, now then, come on then, how is June?
1: So June. Now, June, the first thing to say, June has had... A birthday. Happy birthday, June. Happy
2: birthday, June. It was
1: June's birthday on Saturday. She had a lovely time, but much to everyone's amazement, what did June want for her birthday? A Fitbit. June. <laughs> what? <laughs> June, you know the um, the wristbands that measure your heart rate? I know rate? What they are. Yes, June wanted one because she wanted to count her dog walking steps. I don't know even how she has come to know what a Fitbit is. I was like, mum, it is kind of for interval training. No, no, no. (laughs) I want a Fitbit. So it came. Obviously, she wasn't about to set it up on her own. So instead, she uh, instructed my dad and dad was setting it up for her. And you have to put in how tall and how much you weigh, right? So she decided that she would say she was one inch taller and nine pounds lighter because how will it know?
2: June's right, she is right she's I absolute... always think Fitbits look like tags like prison tags I know
1: what you mean, I know exactly what you mean yeah they're funny aren't they, I always just think they look like a medical emergency item
2: Sheila's obsessed with her Fitbit
1: is she? Uh
2: she's obsessed, she likes to challenge herself if June ever needs marching round London, round Sloane Square Sheila will get those steps up
1: <laughs> absolutely dragging June around also darling, I've got to tell you this because You'll love it. June went into Boots in Wilmslow, Isle of Paradise, the half-battered bottle next to a toner for £1.20 in the discounted bin. Oh, no. <laughs> You've made it, darling. You've made it.
2: Oh, God, did June buy it?
1: No, she thought it was the purple one, which she knew was too dark for her.
2: Oh, she could have bought it to stop the shade. Yeah, in the there's... discount bin. Oh,
1: she bought she bought the toner for £1.20 instead. Oh
2: bitch, I'm in a messenger now.
1: June. <laughs> Scuffed packaging, darling. What? Yeah, discounted. June, she's got eyes everywhere for you.
2: June's like my regional rep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Listen, shall we do news from the north?
2: Oh, my gosh. Let's, let's. Okay, so mine comes from the Bramley. Cyclists are in for a treat. Cyclists taking part in this year's Reach Off Road are in for a treat. Suites of Southwell will be holding a refreshment store where they will hand out sweets for participants as they cycle past. I'm unsure of the logistics of this. I don't know if I would if I was cycling would be able to grab sweets.
1: No, it's odd because normally you know water's the usual thing, perhaps an orange segment, but to to try and unwrap a rhubarb and custard, I think it's going to be a challenge. <laughs>
2: to try and like unbag a bonbon that's going to be difficult when you're going at high speeds in the lycra can you
1: imagine trying to do a fruit salad you know the little ones very hard to get a purchase on those at the best of times
2: there is a picture here of I'm sure we'll get onto their names Uh, one that's like he's called John I can't see the other one they're pouring um, what are they called dolly mixtures into a bag oh yes uh, no licorice all sorts i'm sorry i am never liked them actually. i don't
1: think Love that salt. you'd want a licorice all sort on your bike riding would you something more refreshing surely
2: i'd be like do the contained gelatin yeah.
1: and <laughs> have you got any veggie percy <laughs> pigs never mind
2: <laughs> Woof, to go. So the traditional sweet shop in King Street, Southwell, is supporting Reach's annual event, which will be held on the 30th of June. Co-owner John Bellingham said, We wanted to support local charities and good causes, which help people, especially with us now being being new to Southwell. We know quite a few services at Reach, so we are aware of the charity's hard work. Reach Off-Road offers four off-road routes five 10 20 and 37 mile options june which one would she go for uh with something on offer for the younger ones as well as the more experienced riders the cyclists will start from Southwell rugby club with staggered start times so the big routes won't clash with the smaller routes oh god can you imagine
1: <laughs> bedlam
2: for the first time reach will host children's activities between 10 a.m and 2 p.m as well as stalls and food this year we have reduced the children's prices to just £3. Adult tickets cost 14 or £20 pounds depending on which route you choose. Oh, as if you have to pay more depending on which route you choose. Um, please note that there are advanced booking prices and there will be a £1 admin charge. We will be presenting a personalised engraved trophy to the under 12 who raises the most sponsorship. Oh, divine! Ooh. Our fantastic committee of local people are once again helping the event coordination and marshalling and roads. Cycles will again be at the start menu providing bike repairs <laughs> that is not what you need a, p- a puncture being inflated at the start That's no. stressful.
1: move it out the way do you know um, yeah. when they used to do cross country at school I was always the marshal who stood by and going this way this way
2: See, I, when we were doing cross-country, we'd have to do the same route three times. Now, me,
1: oh my God. I love
2: a loophole. Would, I would pull in on the first route, sit in the bushes with my mates, <laughs> eat sweets, whatever, and then join in the third lap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, very good. Very, very good. <gasps> now, my news from the north, it's short... But it's been inspired by your um, theatrics last week because it really oh. is. Yes, we're getting very, very richly into dram season at the moment. And this has come from the Blackpool Gazette. Not all as it seems in players' latest comedy. This summer's production from the Windmill Players of Thornton is a comedy by Nick Broadhead called Stopped Interrupting. An Amdram group find they have a problem when their leading man is injured in a road accident. By strange coincidence, the driver of the car that hit him is the author of the play and agrees to take on the role for it even though he's 40 years too old for it. However, a bombshell is to be dropped, one which will give the other actors an opportunity to take advantage of an unusual situation, one that will lead the audience to wonder if anyone is actually who they say they are. Everyone loves a comedy, says director Di Timmins. especially an offbeat one like this. We've had a lot of fun rehearsing it and also talking about the characters, who are all a bit complicated than they might first seem. Don't worry, it'll all make sense in the end, probably. Stopped Interrupting runs from Tuesday the 19th of June to Saturday June the 23rd at Thornton Little Theatre Performances, 7.30, tickets cost £7 and can be obtained from the box office or by calling into our studio at rear 21 Fleetwood Road behind the little theatre on Saturday the 16th of June between 10 and noon. That is a very specific window for you to go in person to buy your tickets for this production.
2: I would be interested to know who is buying them. Like, yes. who goes in that window?
1: Who goes full stop, is what I'm interested in.
2: I'd be interested. I can't wait to the point where I get to that, Like, when I'm stopping all this international travel and I become really local. And yes. I
1: Well, we... I mean, you and I, at an Amdram production, I'm keen.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm always interested today. Oh, my God, you'll love this, speaking of Amdram. So, I was given a microphone and I had to go on stage in front of, like, 50 new employees for Sephora and literally train them and i had 10 minutes had i rehearsed no i had to literally drama it up it turns out i dressed in a, um, i'd actually accidentally matched the set so i looked <laughs> so unbranded. it was the dream yeah. I, I almost started singing and then a woman came on trying to start winding me up i was yeah. like oh, okay fine this isn't this isn't the stand-up I i'd done, always <laughs> of."
1: i hadn't done my dance number move off i'm not ready i've got the cannons Oh God. <laughs> oh, God. Look. To be fair, darling, when you said, how's this for Amdram today, your life is mainly Amdram.
2: It's so Amdram. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: So, listen, do you want to play from New York? Do you want to play Would You Rather? Yes, please. Would you rather have everyone know the details of your finances... Or the details of your love life.
2: I can't decide which is more corrupt, to
1: be honest. Which is more salacious?
2: God. My finances are probably, as you would predict, like... Permanently broke but always looking fabulous and always eating in gorgeous places. Always Unable hopeful. to afford a house but constantly eating avocado toast. Um my love life, oh I'm not so sure. There's a lot of stories in there. You know most of them, Sarah. Oh, no, but...
1: the details. The devil's in the detail.
2: There is in the detail, and I oh <laughs> I'll have to say finances because some of those stories are Really outrageous to be perfectly yes.
1: honest with you. And I mean, if there's one person that they should never get back to, it really is Sheila.
2: Well, to be honest, there's been a few times when she's almost been part of it, like walking in. God!
1: <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> Sheila has had so many near misses that she just doesn't know about. <laughs>
2: so many so many
1: (laughs) oh my gosh listen we absolutely we adore you for listening and really bearing with us on this very continental edition of Jules and Sarah the podcast um you must write to us please send us things in fact Jules when you get back there are parcels there are Ooh. yes there are p.o box parcels awaiting and um, you can write to us the address is the
2: port Salute crew hq p.o box six six seven four seven
1: london nw5 9gh that was perhaps trickier than it needed to be there no real <laughs> need to <laughs> Oh, my gosh! Listen! we do always finish on Jules's word or affirmation of the week. What have you gone for?
2: Well I've actually gone for neither. um I've gone oh. for a short story oh. uh, now, <laughs> <laughs> This does actually have an affirmation and a learning at the end. Fun. this is uh called the Peacock. <laughs> Before he got his beautiful tail, the peacock was an ordinary bird with a small bunch of feathers. One day, the peacock visited Juno, the goddess of protection. The peacock told her that he wished to look grand and beautiful. Juno smiled. He was a good bird and she liked him. The peacock then described the long train of brightly colored feathers that he wanted to trail behind him. He also wished to be the loveliest of all the birds. This, to his great joy, Juno agreed with. What a wonderful tail he got. Blue and green with a jewel-like pattern opening up like a fan when he raised it. Now the peacock decided to walk like a king. So he held his head high and walked with style. The common birds looked at him in surprise. Even the pretty long-tailed pheasants were jealous. After showing off his tail the peacock decided to fly. The peacock was shocked. He simply could not fly; he could not take a few flying steps, but nothing more. He sadly realized that he had lost his wonderful ability simply because he had wanted to look good. The moral of the story is, and my affirmation for the week, think well before you choose what you want in life.
1: God so wise, so profound, so beautifully written, including a peacock darling. I think Jules's Jackanory could well become a new part of the podcast. Always
2: opening up career options. <laughs> if, it to, if it all goes to shit with the self-tan industry, I, I shall be found in the corner of bookshops reading. <laughs>
1: To anyone who will listen. <laughs> Anybody. <laughs> yeah. Sir, you have been here since this morning. Could you leave? Um, we absolutely adore you for listening. Thank you so much for bearing with us. And we will see you next time. Bye.
0: Normally being a little extra can be a bit much.